1: Hello, American fuckers! Welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical, backward-ass ideals that are really freaking trying me this week. Just, just wait—that um, we have here in the United States. This is episode eighty-six of American Sex podcast, and I'm Sunny Megatron. My co-host is Ken Melvoinberg, and yeah, he's not here again. He's out of town, but it's okay. You'll hear him in the interview. So just be patient. We're sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and kinky perverts too. So this week, we talked to Dina, the madam of Sherry's Ranch, which is a 20-acre legal brothel in Nevada, about 60 miles from Las Vegas. It's Nevada. I said Nevada before. I don't know. I just moved here. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm just going to say Nevada. It's Nevada's only full-service erotic resort. Now, they have an on-site hotel and restaurant, a volleyball and tennis court, and an outdoor swimming pool with a jacuzzi. Sherry's caters to men, women, and couples seeking sexual adventure. And They have two dozen gorgeous sex workers available at any time. They also offer numerous specialty rooms and VIP bungalows for entertaining, like a BDSM dungeon, a sex tape room, which is really damn cool. Clients can film and take home pornographic videos starring themselves and a Sherry's Ranch courtesan. And... They have a suite of role play rooms called Sherry's Playland, where guests can explore every conceivable sexual fantasy. Let me tell you a little bit about Dina. She's the madam and manager of Sherry's Ranch and has been for the last 15 years. She manages not only the day-to-day operations of the brothel, but also serves as client relations lead and house mother to more than 150 licensed sex workers. Sherry's is like a second family to Dina, who herself is a proud mother and grandmother. Okay. So being that I have not yet, after moving to Nevada, 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 after moving to Nevada, tell me, does there anyone out there who says Nevada or does that just make me sound pretentious? Anyway, I haven't yet been to a Nevada brothel. So this was a really cool conversation for me. Sherry tells us about what it's like at the ranch for employees. You know, how the girls are hired, the training and shadowing processes, and even the different techniques for discrete DC, which is dick check. We learn about the ranch itself, how it's a full service resort and you can enjoy the amenities even if you're not there for sexy time. We talk about what it's like to be a client what to expect when you go to a Nevada brothel, and the etiquette you should adhere to. And we also talk about how Dina unexpectedly fell into the brothel business after visiting the ranch with her mother-in-law and the ladies from the Red Hat Society. It's a story. It's a good one. But before we get to that conversation... I got a rant coming. Ooh, I got a rant coming. Speaking of these puritanical backward ass ideals we have here in the US. So it has been a really, really rough week for sex on the internet. Now, ironically, just last weekend, I spoke at a conference called Klexicon, right here in Las Vegas, and it's for and about queer women in media. I was on a panel about sex censorship on the internet how timely right when you know it over the next couple of days after i did the conference all of this shit came down making the censorship issue even worse if you're like wait a minute internet sex sens- what is that okay i'm going to recap and get you up to speed about the shit that's been going on so in general credit card processors pretty much own the internet, right? Money makes the world go round and it makes the internet go around too. For many, many years, Visa and MasterCard have dictated to websites what is and what is not allowed. This is why websites like Patreon or Twitter or Facebook censor sex and sexuality. When they censor sex, what they normally mean to censor is porn. And by the way, there is absolutely nothing wrong with porn. But they also lump in educational sites, sexual health services, and LGBTQ plus informational sites with explicit sexual content. as a result, people like us can't place ads on Facebook. We have to restrict what kind of Patreon content we put out. And things like this have been going on for a very, very long time. And as the years go on, the restriction becomes even tighter. So now, about a year ago, enter SESTA-FOSTA. That's when they took effect. These are two acts. One is the Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act, and the other is the Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. You hear sex trafficking and you want to end it. Yes, we all do. That's a very, very good thing. But there are quite a few problems with these acts specifically that go well beyond just trying to stop sex trafficking. So one, they conflate consensual sex work with forced sex work or trafficking, which opens up a whole basket of worms of problems. I don't know if a basket of worms would be a problem, but it sounds like a problem to me. Whole basket of worms of problems. Now, secondly, they make internet platforms directly responsible. When I say responsible, I don't mean like they're gonna be charged a fine. I mean responsible as in employees of these platforms can serve prison time for anyone who uses their services to facilitate sex trafficking. So how this shakes out is because the guise of consensual sex work and loosely related sexual activities could be used as a front by sex traffickers, platforms decided to cover their asses by restricting any and all related content from their platforms. So this means sex therapists are having their Facebook pages shut down. Massage therapists are going out of business because they can no longer use platforms like Craigslist and other classified ad sites to just place ads for a legit vanilla massage, nothing sexual there. These platforms don't care. Even people that make ASMR videos are being removed from PayPal and YouTube. And again, these are non-sexual ASMR, you know, like where they whisper like this and then you hear the noise, that's it. They're taking those people down because you never know if that could have to do with sex. Also sex ed content and supportive content for LGBTQ plus youth on YouTube, that's been demonetized and delisted in searches. We're also getting shadow banned on platforms like Twitter Twitter. And Instagram. So shadow banning means you can post, you know, things and use social media like you normally do, but what you don't realize is your posts have been excluded from searches, so is your profile. You don't show up in your followers' timelines anymore. It's like you've been secretly turned invisible, but nobody tells you the list of impacts goes on and on and on and on. But long story short, for people that deal with sexual health, LGBTQ plus issues, education, and other non-explicit related content, the internet has become a very inhospitable place. Since the internet is how we make our money, a lot of folks in these industries have been just walking away from the industry altogether. And you know, by the way, for more on the SESTA-FOSTA conversation, because it's really complex, tune in to episode 36 of American Sex Podcast, where we talk with Kitty Stryker all about SESTA-FOSTA. So anyway, now that you're all caught up on the state of the internet as of this past week, let me tell you about all the shit that came down. First, Instagram announced that they were delisting What they classified as, what they very vaguely classified as, quote, inappropriate content. They didn't specify what's inappropriate. They just said, oh, you know, we're going to be kind of shadow banning, sort of, and, and making your stuff not show up in searches. So they know what they deem inappropriate, but they haven't given us the definition of what that is. So we can't really avoid it. So I'm thinking, and I know because folks in my industry have seen a pronounced decrease in views and engagement since this is announced. That includes people in sex ed. That includes people who are trying to, uh, give resources to LGBTQ plus youth and, and all. Yeah. It, it sucks, but that's, that's not even the half of it. So secondly, Reddit they announced that they would no longer allow adult-oriented ads on their platform. Okay, this really, really sucks because Reddit was one of the few places left where we could still advertise. In fact, Ken and I were just looking into advertising on Reddit for American Sex Podcast because it is one of the last mainstream places where we can advertise. Well, not anymore. So keep in mind, these adult-oriented ads on Reddit, they only appeared In the NSFW subreddits and people to people that subscribe to them. So it's not like these ads for, you know, sex toys or whatever it was just were popping up on anybody's profile on Reddit. But interestingly, they announced that even though these adult oriented ads are no longer allowed, they're still going to allow ads for erectile dysfunction products like Viagra because of course, We see ads for sexual pleasure, which largely pertain to people who are women or have vaginas. Those are bad. Sexual pleasure, no, no, no. But hey, erectile dysfunction, oh, penis has got everything. You can keep your ads. That's a bunch of bullshit. The fear is with Reddit. Not only is that one of the last places we could have advertised These ads were only appearing in adult subreddits. So it's not a big leap to think if the adult ads are going away, how long before the adult subreddits go away too. And that's not impossible. I mean, look at Tumblr. They got rid of all of their adult content, which was the bulk of the content on their site. That was just a few months ago. So is Reddit going to follow suit? Don't know. But huge blow number three. This is the big one, as if those aren't enough the UK has announced that they're requiring age verification for all of their adult websites as of July 15th. So if these websites don't comply with this rule, they're going to be banned in the UK. Now, unfortunately, the details of this are murky. We don't know, you know, what qualifies for age verification for what service are they using? How are they going to determine but those of us with non-explicit educational sites, we're already blocked in a number of places, right? I can go to a public library, can't look up my website. A lot of hotel Wi-Fis can't look up my website. it's blocked. So it's not a big leap to think sex educators, you know, LGBTQ resources, sex ed for teenagers, that sort of thing that that's going to be lumped in here. So again, the details are murky. You know, we're not sure if this point of age verification means, oh, you have to show a credit card or an ID. But if that's the case, that's that's a huge, huge problem, especially, you know, like I said, for some of these sites like scarlatine.com, for example, that's sex ed for teenagers. How are teenagers in the UK going to get that? I know there's the UK equivalent of scarlatine is a site called bish.com. Haven't visited them lately. Don't know if they're still around, but is that going to be restricted? Who the hell knows? So yeah, that's what's been going on. And personally, things have been feeling just a little, a lot, a total lot bleak for me this week. It becomes increasingly harder for us to make a living as time goes by. And I'm not even talking like a good living. I'm talking scraping by, not you know having our electricity shut off type of making a living. And now to top it off, some asshat on Instagram has been going around somehow working with Instagram to systematically get adult actors and adult performers taken off of Instagram, and then bragging about it. Now, these are adult performers that are posting things that don't violate the terms of service. If you ever notice, you know, a regular person, and usually it's a skinny, white, regular person, they can post uh, in a bikini, and it's fine. It's like, oh, you're in a bikini. But you have an adult star or someone who is marginalized, someone who is a person of size, someone who you know doesn't fit into c- the conventional norm in one way, shape, or form, and suddenly they're taken down. And when this happens on Instagram, a lot of these performers, a large percentage of their audience comes from Instagram. So that's really, really fucking things up. As of right now, podcasting seems to remain one of the last relatively uncensored mediums when we're talking about, you know, sexual subject matter. But that could change too, right? Our show is considered explicit. We have to market explicit or we get in trouble and we get the show taken down. And that right now means it's not available in some countries, the biggest being India. There's huge listenership in India. Our show doesn't appear. But however, I do see some of you in your stats. So our listeners in India that are using VPN or somehow finding. Other ways to listen to American Sex Podcast. I give a shout out to you, our subversive, rule breaking listeners in India. Thank you. So, when we're marked explicit, yeah, we're blocked in those places, but it also makes us easy targets. So, if iTunes or other platforms decide to uh, eliminate or otherwise restrict the explicit podcast, we're all sitting in a lump, all marked explicit. It's really easy to just pick us off. So in the face of all of this bleakness, because I'm I'm super stressed out like this week. Oh my god. In the face of all this bleakness, there is something you can do to support not only us, but any adult oriented person or account that you follow. We never know when our social media accounts are going to be taken down, when we're going to be kicked off, just for being who we are. So if the people that you follow and love have a mailing list, please get on it now. That is one way to assure that you won't lose touch. If you want to sign up for our mailing list, you can text the word Megatron to the number 444-999 or visit SunnyMegatron.com slash newsletter to sign up. And of course goes without saying, your favorite educators and performers really appreciate your dollars, right? So buy their services, become their Patreon members, sign up for their OnlyFans accounts or, you know, patronize their tip jars. A lot of them have just tip jars or whatnot. And and as always, if you'd like to support us, American Sex, you can go to patreon.com slash American Sex. And you can even just follow along to get our freebies. You don't have to become a paid member. We'd really appreciate that. So if you'd like to read more about all of the censorship that's been going on this week and everything I talked about, I have a bunch of links up on our American Sex Podcast subreddit. So go on over to reddit.com slash r slash American Sex Podcast and look for that should be somewhere up near the top of the list. Okay, so Now that I got all that off my chest, I do have some good things for you. You know, it's not all gloom and doom. We're all being eliminated like the end of Infinity I'm sorry. Spoiler. If you didn't see Infinity Wars, go see it. Anyway, um, you got to hurry because I'm giving you free sex toys and it's almost over. April giveaway ends on Friday, April 26, 2019. You can win one or two of five toys in our latest Instagram giveaway. So to do it, go to our Instagram contest post. The link is going to be in our show notes for episode 86 at AmericanSexpodcast.com, or go to it's on my Instagram, which is Sunny Megatron. Find our contest post. Follow the directions, which is like, you know, like our post, like our page, tag a friend, da-da-da. And you could be entered to win our random drawing. And there's another cool thing, is there is a bonus giveaway for two toys details are in the Instagram post. You enter by leaving a review on a podcast platform for our podcast. Guess what? Nobody has entered. Nobody has entered this. So if you're the only one that enters, you win. If even 10 people enter in the next four days, you have a one in 10 chance of winning. pretty damn good. So get to that. Real quick before we get to our interview, I got to tell you one last thing. Do you listen to sex talk with my mom? It's a podcast. It's not me talking to my kids because that happens too. But this is a sex podcast hosted by a mother and son duo, Karen Lee and Cam Potter. And it's pretty damn hilarious and informative. They were ranked number three on Esquire's Best Sex Podcast, and they even appeared on the Megyn Kelly Today Show. Ken and I have been on an episode of Sex Talk with My Mom. It's episode 120, where we talked about BDSM and non-monogamy, and we answered some listener questions. So at the end of this episode, before our closing credits, I'm going to play a trailer for Sex Talk with My Mom. And I'd love for you to go check it out. All right. Are you ready? I know that was a lot. I just had to rant. I had to get all this shit off my chest. It's real damn stressful. But now we're going to have some fun. We're going to be transported to Sherry's Ranch with Dina. On the line today, we have Dina, who is the madam of Sherry's Ranch. Now, hi, Dina. Hi, Dina. Hi, guys. And, and, and when you hear, and I'm sure when our listeners hear, like, oh, you're the madam of, <laughs> you know, they, they probably conjure up all of these different, I don't know, ideas of what your job entails. It's probably somewhere in the spectrum of like from general manager to den mother. Uh, so <laughs> is I, well, that the way you describe it? What do you really I, do? I think that's
0: a, a- A great description. I never thought of myself quite like that way, but that pretty much covers it. Yeah. It's, um, I got to manage, uh, we have a resort here, so it's not just the brothel. It's also our hotel and restaurant and as well as the brothel. And we have over a hundred ladies that rotate in and out with us for, um, they stay either for a week to two week period, um, in a quarter, uh, you know, during a quarter, they pick their schedules of when they want to be here. So managing and juggling all of that. And we have a lot of ladies that are trying to get in here and trying to find them space so that they could start working their business within our business here. It can sometimes be kind of challenging. And then keeping everybody happy when they're here because you're talking about 25 women underneath the same roof at one time for oh. one reason <laughs> Yeah, after the same dollar. After the same customer. It's yeah, it gets By interesting. The, way, the,
2: the the deal that you offer the ladies that work there is pretty amazing. I was looking at the qualifications for what it takes to work at Sherry's Ranch and then like and and I want to say the rooms were like what forty-nine dollars a day and then they get like massages and pool and laundry service and all this stuff that's included in that. That's actually way better than I I would want to be working all the time.
0: Well, the ladies are—they they don't leave. So um, when they're here and they're away from their families, and we want them to be as comfortable as possible, um, that way they can focus on why they're here. Otherwise, why would you want to uh, spend a week away from your family? Um, they're here to work their business and to do their thing and go home and um, and live their life. So. If we can take some of the burdens and some of the um, different things that go on into just your everyday um, living and uh, conveniences, make it better for them. Then we're going to.
1: Okay, so on my mind is, well, what what does it take to work there? I mean, do you have like applicants beating down your door? And I'm sure people listening who are like, well, that sounds like a sweet job. I want to live there and get my laundry done. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I'm sure there's a lot more, like I can fuck, I know how to give a blowjob. Oh. I know, and you know, there's a lot more to this job than, <laughs> well, I know how to give a blowjob. Um, you know, the, the women that work for you, they have to be their own PR people and their own business people. And there, there's a whole other skill set that this entails. So when you are looking for new people to come work at the ranch, what kind of things do you look like now putting on your managerial hat? What kind of things do you look for?
0: Um, I, I would say that everybody basically, um, there's no one particular thing that you can, uh, put your finger on that you would look for. It's mainly, it's more of a whole package. When they get approved, it gets sent to me, their applications get sent to me. And then from that point, um, so let me, let, let me go back to the process. So they apply online. If somebody's interested, then they can go to sherryzranch.com and they can go and apply online. They s- submit like a little bio, um, a headshot, body shot. Um, it doesn't, we're not looking to see Chi-Chi's and Vajayjay's, um just mm-hmm. basic headshot, body shot. You send that in with your bio and if, um, if the uh, owners approve it, then they send it to me. Then from there, I will contact the girl or send them an email letting them know that we want to open up that discussion about trying to get them in. The problem with getting new girls in, and trust me, there's a huge line of girls that are trying to get in here, is that I'm pre-booked. I'm pre-booked three months out. So they get very excited about wanting to come in and start the process and then they got to hurry up and wait. So, um, it, it, it seems, uh, to me, like, it's kind of discouraging to a lot of the ladies, but uh, we put so much into helping them learn how to run their business and to run their business and give them their space to be able to do this that the ones that kind of stick it out and um, hang with me and go through that process and show up and uh, start their uh, time with us, it, it pays off for them in the
1: end. So what is... Now I'm going to your den mother part of your, your <laughs> job. So, you know, when when I think, like, I started out in corporate life. So I am very much am on board with, like, oh, managing stuff and the mm-hmm. approvals. And I'm, I get a geeky, like, if you mention a spreadsheet, I'm just going to lose my shit. Oh. Spreadsheets. Then you
0: right? would just orgasm over my spreadsheets and oh keep my them God. all juggling. <laughs> it's, like, amazing. Don't even
1: tell me you color-coded They're things. color-coded,
0: girl. Oh. Let me tell you. Yes. <laughs> I think she just squirted.
2: Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> um... So, you know, when I used to work in a corporate job, when any and I used to train, that was one of my things as I trained new people, we actually had like, I don't know, our own little in house university where it's like, here's where you learn all the things you need to know to to be on this job. So when you have new girls come in, do you work with them one on one to teach them not just the sex things, but the business things and everything? Or is there like, do they go to classes? Is there a training period? Like, how does that work?
0: Well, when somebody comes in and they book in and once they've uh cleared their background check and with the doctor and they're rocking and rolling and they're on the floor, they go through an orientation. And the orientation is um basically letting them get familiar with the facility and um the different rooms that we offer and and uh, giving them an opportunity to kind of acclimate to the place because it's kind of scary going to a new place, and then and you sleep here, you're away from your home, so it's like the first day of school that never ends. So it's Aww. well, it is it, it, and that can be kind of intimidating. So we try to make that as um, that process as the least painful that we can make it. Um, so. Uh, from orientation, they'll do um, an orientation and then we uh, hook them up with another veteran lady that's worked for us for years to talk to them about how to set up the room and how um, to do uh, a proper DC, how which is a dick check.
1: Um, thank you i was just yeah, say. yeah. i know what so, it is but <laughs> i don't know what dick checks are but for our listeners explain like it's not it's not a you know it's not like a dick money order it's not a dick check but it's like you're <laughs> checking the dick for what and it's not to make sure um, they have a dick
0: well yeah, there it's like... are, well it's always good to make sure they still have one i mean they could have something else and that could be interesting and fun as well um <laughs> it's it's to make sure that they don't have any S- visible stis that would set up a red flag so they're looking for like seepage and leakage and warts and bumps and red things and all that fun stuff. And they get um, they get connected with a veteran that will help show them that process, the tips and tricks on how to find stuff, the correct way, you know, that you have to lift up the balls, you've got to do this, you've got to do a tug here, you've got to look for this. And then we have a wonderful STI book that they get to look at. But it's all bedazzled, so, you know, it takes away from the ugly
2: <laughs> you, you know it's funny. The first time that I went to a pro and had my DC done, it was effortless. In that she took like a, a wipey and she was uh-huh. like doing the DC, wiping me off and getting me hard all at the same time. It was yeah. like a trifecta so, of. It was like an appetizer. So okay,
1: I have. I know I, it doesn't sound. Fun, I but don't have a dick, is. so <laughs> I have questions. I have questions. Okay, so when someone is giving a dick check, is it like? Almost like you know, smoke and mirrors. Like I'm, like you, you know, I'm gonna make you think I'm getting you hard, but really I'm doing this like secret, clandestine ninja dick check. Or is it like, hey, hi, I'm doing your dick check now? Or can it be either one, depending on the girl's style?
0: It's up to the girl. Everybody's got different comfort levels, and some will take a more traditional. Um, approach of this is, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. This is what I'm looking for. Other ones will take a fun approach and saying, okay, we're going to play nurse and doctor right now. And let me <laughs> put on my glove. So it's, it's really whatever the individual courtesan's, uh, comfort zone is. And she has that opportunity to, um, chat with, the other ladies that are here to kind of see how they do it, interact with them and start learning from them to see what would work for her. Because even the the gal that shows her how to do it properly, maybe that's not going to be, um, maybe she wants to take a fun style and the girl showed her how to do it, you know, very clinically. So we have, when she books, a new girl books her first party, um, we have a veteran go in to do the DC for the first time with her. Then after that, she has to have that happen two more times. So like the second time, the veteran goes in and watches how she does it and we will kind of show her and coach her on how that veteran does it. On the third time, it's a different veteran that goes in and she watches the whole process Mm. to see how she does. And if she needs more help with it or she's still uncomfortable with it, then we continue with the process.
1: So I'm thinking of this from the client's point of view. Is it kind of like when you go to the doctor's appointment and they're like, um, I'm going to have a student come in and observe. Is that okay? Yeah. Like, is it sort of <laughs> like that? I, would,
0: I, would, I don't know. Maybe sometimes.
2: <laughs> the CI, the court I of mean, intern.
0: I, I would like to... Some of the new girls don't Quite know what to say, but the veterans usually go in and say, Oh, you get two for one playing with your junk now. You know, Uh, I mean, they can, they have fun with it. So, and that kind of helps to teach the lady, uh, you know, a different way of looking at it and a different way of approaching it as well. So, it, and there could be some that are like intimidated by it, clients that out that is, but I don't, I haven't had any complaints. (laughs) So,
1: you have beautiful people touching your genitals, like, you know. I think most are like, cool, that's, that's great. So
2: to prepare for this interview, I did something kind of out of the ordinary of something that I would do. And I actually like I scoured the Internet, first of all, like we always do. And it's, it's interesting. The first things that pop up for you are that you guys do charity events and you sponsor meals on wheels and you're doing all this great work. But mm-hmm. then I went to the Yelp reviews. Now, being a business owner myself. of people on Yelp are going to give you a four or five stars. And then you have one lonely asshole who has nothing better to do because it's Thursday and they give you a one star. Now, I did notice one thing. And by the way, I not only looked at yours, I also looked at the Yelp reviews of your competitors to see Mm -hmm. if there's any kind of a major difference. The first thing I noticed, no major difference from one house to the other. The second thing I noticed was that they were a thousand times meaner because it was female sex workers that they were talking about in a business sense. And if they didn't like something, there was nasty names said. But the most important thing I discovered is that how awesome your restaurant must be because even the shitty people that are giving you one-star and two-star reviews were saying that, you know what, they were terrible, but my God, that burger and the the fries with the skin on them were amazing.
0: Well. They do make good food. <laughs> that,
1: that burger, though. And, and, you know, I actually, when I was uh, looking at, because I haven't been out to the ranch, we actually just moved to Nevada, so we may be I, visiting. I think yeah, I think oh, we're going to come oh, up for a yeah.
0: burger for sure. Yeah. For sure. You, well, you read the Yelp reviews,
2: obviously. I know. I have to know if your burgers are that good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the but, burgers are very good. Oh, I can't wait. So, <laughs> all right. As, as just like, as someone who is visiting Nevada, let's say. First of all, they they need to know that it's not like you walk a block off the strip and you're at a brothel. You're further out from the city because sex work isn't, or prostitution isn't legal in Clark, Clark County. County, correct?
0: Correct. So they have to drive 45 minutes to an hour um, outside of Clark County to reach us in Nye County. And we are but, on the very outskirts of Nye County. Um, okay. But we are... Uh, the closest you can get to Clark County, it's just we have to be on the on the fringes, which is, which is acceptable. I, I get it. So, and I'm not yeah. able to it. So, um, it's a little bit of a drive. It's a beautiful drive. Um, so if you make it a day where you come out and you have some food, have some drinks, talk to the girls, if somebody, you make a connection with somebody, get a, you know, a tickle in your wiggle, then go back in. Uh, <laughs> And negotiate nice.
1: a possible party. And and you have like a a car service for some people. Like what is this about? We
0: have a, a limo service. Um it's a it's a car it's a um I don't know what kind of car it is. It's not a limo. It's an unmarked car that uh comes and picks them up and brings them out and um the driver will wait here until the uh customer is ready to go back and they can come out to Um, be with the ladies or they can come out and just sit at the restaurant um, and uh, talk to the ladies out there. It's, we're, we're pretty much no pressure. Um, We're not a lineup house. So uh, we're a true believer of, um, if somebody wants a lineup, we'll do it, but that's not normally what I have seen in the last 15 years that people want. I think there's more to be said for the emotional connection when you um, have an opportunity to sit down and speak with somebody um, mm-hmm. versus just picking somebody out of the lineup. And right. um, that seems to work out better for us. Plus, we have a lot of custom, uh, couples that come out. and to, And you need to have that opportunity to be able to chat with different ladies and then be able to chat with each other to hmm. see who you both connect with.
2: I was reading on the Yelp that uh, there's a, that you guys actually offer a tour of the place, and I'm and I'm hearing like a lot of the positive things were from couples and from women who had come in that wanted to take the tour can you tell us about that
0: well when you come in um you would enter through either the parlor which is um locked you would have to ring the bell or you can come in through the bar um and you're greeted by a hostess and the hostess is there to kind of be your um liaison between the brothel and yourself. So you kind of let her know if you want to eat or if you want to take a tour or if you want to talk to girls or if you're checking into our hotel. Um, and at that point, she helps to uh, make it seamless for you so that it's um, so that you have a good experience when you come in. So if you want the tour, uh, she'll get one of the ladies that are in the bar to um, ask them to give you the tour, and she'll kind of show you around the place, the lady will, and she'll show you the specialty room, she'll talk about um, the business, and at that point you can either decide to go back to her bedroom with her or to go back to the bar.
2: That is awesome. As a tour company owner, by the way, I have to say, because you're not charging for these tours, I'm finding that Nevada is a state. Like we're from Chicago and we're all about bribes in Chicago, but in Nevada, <laughs> it's all about tips. So if you guys take this tour, tip the girls. And that means don't be cheap. Like, because it's thirty dollars to take a tour normally. So something in that ballpark range would probably be appreciated, I would imagine. If the girls accept tips. For um
0: tours. I, I think that the the ladies, they they take time out of their day of possible um, client connections to be able to give the tours. And there are a lot of ladies that love giving the tours and they're so good at it. They'll take a, a group of four people from Minnesota that just want to take the tour and, and just have a good time. And she shows them around and answers all their questions. And so it's always nice to be able to say thank you for your time. And, and uh, especially taking the time out to answer all those questions because they get a lot of questions. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: and, and by yeah. the way, like people that are going to go there to partake of the services tips are always appreciated. And when I see a sex worker, I never like bring anything less than a $50 equivalent. And that's a good benchmark no matter how long you're going to be there. So maybe it's like some lingerie, maybe it's a sex toy, maybe it's some, a bottle of wine that the lady likes, you know, it could be anything or even, you know, cash is King. So don't forget to tip on top of paying the price of whatever it is of the date. you know, the date you're going to negotiate.
1: That's always a good rule of thumb. You heard me at the beginning of this episode talk about what a stressful week it's been. Both Ken and myself are really worried about the future. But of course, the world doesn't stop when you're stressed about the big stuff, right? The kids still need attention, all the chores around the house still need to be done, and most stressful of all, those bills still need to be paid. All of this pressure and all the adulting we had to do really tried us this week. You know what they say, that stress and anxiety can make you feel exhausted during the day and keep you from falling asleep at night. And when you're a constant jumble of stress, that can affect your overall health. We both felt all of that major big time this week, but luckily, Calm really helped us out. I was already thankful that we partnered with Calm, but I'm telling you, I was really thankful this week. Calm is the number one app to help you reduce your anxiety and stress and help you sleep better. More than 40 million people around the world have downloaded it, including Ken and I. And I'm telling you, it has been a lifesaver. Ken's been using it all week to de-stress at the end of the day and help get to sleep. And I've been sneaking a few quiet minutes throughout the day to just stop, breathe, and recenter myself when things feel like they're spinning out of control. Oh, and their music love it, listen to it nonstop. Calm has really helped us and it can help you too. I want you to do this. I want you to head over to calm.com slash sunny. You're going to get 25% off a calm premium subscription. And that includes guided meditations on all sorts of subjects like anxiety, stress, self-esteem, Forgiveness, mindful eating, focus. Plus, you get a brand new meditation each day. There's also sleep stories designed to help you relax. And yeah, that music that I've been listening to, I've been playing it nonstop while I've been working. I'm telling you, it keeps me focused and it helps me get my stuff done. So, join me right now. All American Sex Podcast listeners get 25% off a Calm Premium subscription at calm.com slash sunny that's c-a-l-m dot com slash s-u-n-n-y whether you're sweating the big stuff or sweating the small stuff calm can help you de-stress relax and focus go on and get calm today and stop stressing So what are some of the, you know, let's say I am a person who has never visited a brothel before, I have no idea what to expect, I don't know the etiquette, like, do I tip 20%? I don't know. So what are the things that I need to know as a prospective new client that are
2: uh, proper etiquette? Good question.
0: So is this, are you partaking in the brothel services or only the restaurant? The brothel,
2: brothel service brothel services. Yeah. brothel services. I'm there to get a blow job. You're the- <laughs> what are my what are my duties as a receiver of this blowjob? And I'm job? I'm there to watch,
1: Ken, maybe help. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, I will They're, upsell yeah. it because my uh, wife
2: is there to exactly. watch me get a blow yeah. job. Yeah. okay a couple. So yeah. There is a couple. Okay. She's watching. <laughs> I'm getting
0: um well that sounds like fun. So yeah, come on in. <laughs> and uh I would say that the first thing would be is to come in and again I'm gonna go back to the hostess. The hostess is there to make this whole process Um, less intimidating and nerve wracking. Uh, if you're, she'll ask you if you, um, are here to talk to the ladies. And if you are, and then she'll say, okay, have a seat. She'll probably tell you who the bartender's name is if you want to get something to drink. Um, and then the ladies will start coming over to chat with you. And they will, they usually have about 10 minutes in a rotation to, like, give you an opportunity to chat with everybody. If you make a decision before then and this girl, you really connect with her and you get the wiggle and the tickle and you ask to talk to her privately and she'll take you back to her room to negotiate a price and
1: activity that's comfortable for both of you. Is there, like, a, I don't know, a, a menu, you know, like, burgers, chicken wings, blowjobs? Like, is there a menu where I can get an idea of, like, what I can get, uh, the ballpark of how much it might cost, or does it cost different prices depending on who you're seeing? Like, how's that work?
0: Well, there's a menu out in the parlor that um, if you take the tour or if you go back with one of the ladies, they may stop at it to kind of give you an idea of options just to get your mind going. Because um, unfortunately, a lot of um, clients come in and, And all they're thinking about, not to be crass, but to dip their wick. And they, (laughs) and it's hard for them to step outside that box because they're very excited and, and, you know, and it's like, oh, this beautiful woman's talking to me. And, um, you may, and and it kind of thoughts go out the window of the, endless possibilities that are open to them and the menu in the parlor kind of gives you um, different options that you can tap into and it gives you an opportunity to open up that discussion with her and for her to open up that discussion with you. So as you're going to her room, she that's what she's doing is she's trying to, you know, talk to you about the different amenities, the different specialty rooms, the different things that you guys could be doing. When you get into her room, every lady is, um, individual uh, and they're different so their pricing is going to be different the services that they offer is going to be different um and it's asking her the different specialties and fantasy packages that she may offer that you would be interested in um and her having to try and help you figure that out yourself uh, with um the different uh, specialties that she
2: offers Mm. and I, i would imagine that the prices are different depending on if you have um somebody who's very well known, like if you have like Sybil Stallone, for example, is going to probably cost a little bit more than somebody who's brand new and it's their first day.
0: Um, you know, it's individual. I've seen new ladies come in and out the bat, they're maybe at a higher bracket. I've seen uh, other ladies come in and their brackets are lower. So it's, they're, because they're working their business within a business, they need to figure out what works for them. And it's not up to you, me, or anybody else to tell a lady, uh, how much they need to sell this act, the sex act, or whatever it is that they're offering for. So it, it's a, sometimes it's a little hard for them to muddle through it and the other ladies and we'll try to guide them along. Um I give like a basic breakdown for them but they need to figure out what works for them. Mm-hmm. Um and and it's a process. It's a process they're learning. So Yeah. And it's tough to put value on yourself. I notice a lot of young yeah. women come in here and they don't put value on themselves in that respect. And it's in like I said I'm going to use the word process again because it is. It's a process for them to understand that the job that they're doing the career that they're exploring is it has value everything that you do has a value and you're worth it so it's um, helping them to get into that process and it's funny because I was listening to your your um, blog earlier uh, your one blog post about Sarah Blythe with Sarah yeah. Blythe yeah and in it and it made me giggle because I don't know who which one was she was talking about because I don't give the books out but all my new girls, that is the one That is one of the reading material references that I give them. You should really get the book, Selling Luxury. Is it really? It is. It, I do it to every single one.
1: So it's what the luxuries say. What is it? It's Selling Luxury.
0: Yeah. It's, it's helping them to understand what their value is and that they do bring something to the game. Now, I they have a process of things to learn and educate themselves on and to go through to um, – to be like I some of the women that have worked with me for 10 years, but it's a start for them to start realizing who they are and what their worth is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I have a question for you because when when in that interview when that book selling luxury came out, oh I went to Amazon and I was like, Oh, okay, did you get it? Just because well, I didn't. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm not a brothel worker. However, I am a freelancer. I work for myself. I oh, have a yeah. hard time value. So would it be good for somebody like me too?
0: I think it would be good for anybody and everybody.
1: Cool. I'm, it, get, I'm totally getting it.
0: It, it's got so many, um, resources in it, so many different approaches of thinking of a situation uh, and how to tackle it and how to put a value on it. So, um, I would say that it's a fantastic book for anybody cool. and everybody. And you know what's funny is I learned about this book. So I've been doing this for, um, A really long time and when I first got into it, I didn't know shit. (laughs) I I I hear you know, I started out as a hostess in the bar and 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 went to a shift manager and stuff and then um and then I wound up uh in this position and and even then I thought, Oh well I kinda know. I think I got this. Yeah, I didn't know shit. (laughs) So it was um one of the courtesans that act that worked here. She's the one that suggested to me many 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 years ago to um get the book and read it, and I was like, "Well, why would I win and she says well you're you're helping to guide people. this would be a good thing for you like I said, I didn't know shit in the beginning so right. um, I got the book and I started reading it, and then I started realizing that my role um is more than just organizing it's more than just you know booking people in and Taking care of, you know, the, you know, what room they're going to be in and, and juggling, you know, their various issues that they're having in their personal life and why they're here and, and, you know, things like that. It, I, it, that's when it opened up to me that I have to be able to help these women, especially younger women coming in to be as successful as they can be for themselves. Because if they're coming in, they need to know what their value is. They need to know what their worth is and they need to know that there's a difference between sex and a true courtesan Mm because now you're learning your craft. Now you're able to offer something to, um, various clients. Let's say couples that are first time coming into this offering something. We have a lot of handicap, uh, gentlemen that come here being able to offer something for, um, that demographic, being able to offer something to, we have single ladies that come in, you know, and finding out, you know, uh, the different resources that are out there and available to them to be able to start learning this process because it can be very overwhelming.
1: Mhm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, you know, you're you're talking about how you're helping, and this is your den mother role, you know, how you're helping the women that come work under you see their value and know that the work they're doing is putting good into the world. And I'm sure that's, you know, even especially in this line of work, where the whole outside world is saying, oh, you're not, you know, derogatory terms, you're worthless, you're the But actually, they're doing something really awesome for people. So I had read a blog post, I think, somewhere on the Sherry's Ranch blog talking about how this work not only empowers women, especially how important that is now in the day and age of Me Too. So if you could expand on that, that would be awesome.
0: Well, I think all of the ladies coming in here have the potential to be, to do so much more than just this. And I feel that this, this is a stepping stone to something more. You have to think outside that box in today's day and age, there's more out there for you and you just need to realize that you can do it. And from them coming in and starting to make the money that they make and starting to real to reach personal goals as well as some long-term goals is super important. And some of the women coming through, because we've got women from all walks of life. I've got women that are currently in college I've got one that's currently in college to be a surgeon. I've got ladies coming from, um, other countries that are, they still want to live in those countries, but they, but the economy isn't so great there. Um, I've got ladies coming off the street, you know, and, and the education level of all these ladies are so different. Um, and to show them that, you can do this. If you want to own a house in a year, you can do this. And you know what? This lady right here, this courtesan that's been working with me for the last five years, she's done it. And that's yeah. empowering when you are surrounded by those like-minded women that are encouraging you and are a living example of what you can accomplish. To me, that's like phenomenal. That's huge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because yeah, there really aren't many other businesses where women really have, you know, the power, the financial power and the power, power in the palm of their hands. I
0: came from a really, a really difficult background starting out. And, um, and when you're in that mindset, when you're young, you don't think that you can accomplish much. And Mm -hmm. it's until you have somebody who, uh, you connect with, um, that shows you something different, uh, and And do you start to try and uh, strive for that and i was I was lucky I was very, very blessed. I had um, four very powerful, very wonderful women that touched me at different stages of my life that showed me that I can be more and I can do anything I set my mind to and for me, that was so huge to be able to do that for somebody else mm. even bigger
2: yeah, so if you're girls. We're going to describe you in one word. What would it be and why?
0: Oh my goodness. I was not expecting that question. (laughs) I don't know. It depends on the day. Did I tell them no about something or? (laughs) Are they happy with me in the moment? (laughs) Average um, day. Average day, I I would like to think that, um, I mean, I would like to think that they would uh, have true respect um, because I give them a lot of respect, i put a lot of myself into my interactions with um, the different ladies that come through here, and uh, I would like to think that it goes both ways.
1: Mm.
2: See, I told you I'd throw you under the bus at least once you, during the interview. You,
0: you did because you know <laughs> I'm just like I'm like, oh gosh, one of the girls is probably going to listen to this and go, you know, Athena, <laughs> 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 you really made me mad the other week when I you yeah <laughs> and, you, da, 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 and uh, no, I am, I don't know.
1: So it's it's awesome to hear you talk about like your early life because I I can very much relate to that. Grew up, you know, without much, not much encouragement. And you had said earlier in our conversation that you started out was it a hostess in a bar or or whatnot? Uh, So how did you go from that? Like, have you been a courtesan yourself, or were you more kind of the management route? How did you end up where you are today?
0: Well, I. I didn't start out – I started out as a hostess here in this bar, but um, when I was uh, very young, in my 20s, I was a single mom, you know, and uh, and I had uh, this wonderful lady that gave me a job. I was a little peon in um, – in the political field, I won't talk, I'm not allowed to talk uh, where, but I can just, or who she is, because she was very good, and she gave me an opportunity to see more, and to do Mm. more with my life, and I did that for close to 10 years in Vegas, and it was rewarding, and I learned a lot from her, and um, uh, learned a lot from the people that she interacted with and she was a fantastic woman. Uh, you just get burned out in the political field doing that kind mm-hmm. of stuff after a while. It, it just becomes very um, not real. So um, I came out to Pahrump because I wanted something better for my children. And, and I, t- I, took, I started working as a hostess in the bar on a part-time basis. I took a tour with my mother-in-law. For the Red Hat really? Society, yeah. Oh my,
1: the I Red Hats. The Red Hats. Oh, we oh used my to God. do tours for them. I used to actually do. We um, had my sex tours. One. Yeah, that was my favorite. Sex we take tour. we take they're them naughty. To a dungeon. <laughs> we take them to a dungeon, and we take them to like a sex toy shop. It was kind of like a three hour sex ed like bus ride. Oh and God. the Red Hat ladies. Oh my goodness, they were who.
2: It was my favorite tour because I used to get my junk grabbed non consensually and loved it.
1: <laughs> oh, I did. And it was
2: always the older dirty birdies that were in their oh. 80s. They had no fucks left. They didn't care. They wanted they to grab my care? butt and grab my junk. And I was up to like other people, that's not okay for, but for me, it was okay. Even yeah, they didn't ask.
1: The 80 uh, year old red hat ladies, you have f- blanket, blanket free consent yeah. on Feel me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs>
0: They must love you then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what? They, they are hilarious. They crack me up and they're, they are naughty. Um, they are naughty. Yeah. We, she didn't want to come in here by herself. She was, she was a little intimidated. I said, well, you're going in with the, with the group, you know, and she goes, no, Dina, you got to go with me. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was like, all right, I'll go. And, uh, when I took the tour, the madam at the time, uh, she asked me if I wanted a job and, and, um, and i told her no <laughs> and cuz <'cause> i wasn't <laughs> looking for a job and uh, and she said well think about it just let me know and you know i was at home and i was thinking about it i was like you know it's not far little little part time job might not be bad and it looks interesting and part time turned into full time full time turned into her leaving and then offering me her position so it it turned into a um a huge commitment on my part and honestly um i think it's more honest and more um refreshing than what I was doing previously.
1: Right. Oh, that's really cool. And how long have you been uh have you been in charge?
0: Um I've been the Madam here for since two thousand and seven.
1: Okay. So so quite some time.
0: Yeah, it's been a yeah.
1: <laughs> So okay. When you came in, now now it's your managerial hat, uh, what changes did you implement, or what what things have you seen change since you've been there, and hopefully for the better?
0: Uh, not too much um, has changed. When I first, well, like I said, when I first uh, took over the position, you know, I thought I knew what I was doing, but I really didn't. So it was a it was a couple of years of learning, um, what the actual position entailed and what the company was looking for from me, as well as what the, uh, independent contractors were looking for. So I, I always liken it to sitting on like a fence. So I'm that middleman between the two helping to facilitate both their needs, um, and, and trying to keep everybody happy. And so that took a little bit of time to, um, to kind of get into it. So after a couple of years, I think I started, um, slowly changing some different, uh, different rules that were in place for the ladies, you know, uh, and to try and streamline some things. Uh, and every year we're trying to update the facility to make, um, meet the needs of the girls and meet the needs of the clients. Um, and so there's always those kind of changes that are coming around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, a am not, does that cover what you're
2: at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <not totally>. Yeah. <laughs> So I have a very basic question. What kind of rooms do you guys have? Like do you have themed rooms and do you have like VIP suites?
0: We have the um, bungalows that are more of our VIP parties. These are for – they're like little cabanas uh, in more towards the back that are uh, for more private moments or for a couple hours parties. It's usually uh, dinner and activities and – you know, the open bar, it's very, very nice out there. Um, and each one of the bungalows are themed a little differently, and it's just in the decor. Um, then we've got what we call Sherry's Playland, which is a themed bungalow. It's a huge bungalow. It's got many different activities in it, from a classroom to a massage room to a... Um, a uh, girlfriend experience room. If you want to try out a sex swing and bang it out there, you can get on the sex swing and try it out for the first time. Uh, we have the tantra couch and the girls will teach you the many different wonders of the tantra couch that everybody should have. Um,
1: it, Wait, explain tantra couch. I don't know what this is. I,
0: you know, it's, if you got a bad back, it's great for your back too. It's, it's, it's in the shape of it and the width of it, and you can do multiple positions on it. Um, I like it for the, uh, we have a lot of older gentlemen um, that sometimes have uh, issues with their hips and their knees, and that couch gives them an option to where they're still in control, but it's not going to create stress on any extremities that they've been having issues with so um i think that's always a good one and of course you know just banging out and having her on top of you is always good too so you know
2: you know you just brought up a, a phrase that i actually had a customer or i'm sorry i had one of our american fuckers is what we call our the people that listen to our podcast and i have an american fucker question for you okay what does the girlfriend experience actually mean
0: uh, the girlfriend experience is defined differently by the different courtesans that work here. So it's, for one, it may mean a lot of snuggling, a lot of holding, a lot of um, emotional connection when you're speaking, when you're talking with somebody. Um, it's time. It's um, the overall is more uh, being able to have a connection with a, with somebody, let's say you're a widower and you don't know if you'll be able to, um, have a physical relationship with somebody again, then you may want a girlfriend experience and to give yourself that time to hold hands and to talk about it and to, um, touch and have somebody hold you and somebody listen to you and get to know you and then see where that takes you in a safe space.
2: So more, more romance, less fuck, fuck.
0: Yeah, it's if you want fuck fuck, you're gonna go to the the '60s bungalow.
1: That's the party room. <laughs> the '60s bungalow
2: looked awesome, by the way. You have like the, the, all these doors posters. Okay, and, and I'm and, I'm and, like, picturing Day-Glo. like
1: okay, do you throw your keys in a fishbowl like the old '60s <laughs> like, like, oh, swinger party I'm sure that can kind be of?
0: Absolutely, there's a yeah, absolutely. It's not in a fishbowl, but there's a, a bowl on the uh, dining room table you could use, and they've got the um. We've got the uh, the lights, the disco lights, and the black lights, and all of that in there. It's it's definitely a fun room. I always say I like to say for couples because the bed is big and round, and three of you can fit in on it. But now I can't really say that as much because now we have B seven and it's a bigger bed, and couples can fit on that a lot easier with their playmates. So nice. Yeah, those are all the other ones. And then we have specialty rooms on the inside, the new room massage, our B7 uh, uh, porn room where you can videotape your session with a lady. Um, Oh, that's awesome. Is that the sex tape room? That's the sex tape room, yeah. It's gorgeous. Oh my goodness, (sighs) is it just beautiful. Um, So that's powered by Amazon Alexa. And so it's got multiple cameras around the bed. So if this is something that you're interested in, you would have to sign um, a contractual agreement up front uh, with the office and with the lady. The lady signs a contractual agreement as well. You get an SD card, you go into the room, you pop it in, you hit play, do your thing, have some fun, and then you got a memory you can
1: keep. Wait a minute. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to spell it because we have one. So you said it was power <laughs> it was powered by A L E X A. Or she'll be like, yes, let me tell you about Barry Manilow. that oh, I wanted to hear yeah. me. So uh, how is it powered by A-L-E-X-A? <laughs>
0: um it's actually Alexa that runs the 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 lights. It sets the stage and the mood for oh, the room. So that's
2: brilliant.
0: Yeah. So if you're looking for the porn star experience, we have a um a voyeur window. That the curtains will close on it, the lights will come up a bit more, and um it it gets it ready so that you can actually put the SD card in. And the cameras, as it's filming you, rotate the numerous cameras so that you get all the angles. and oh, cool, yeah, it is pretty cool. And,
2: and are the lights like like romantic mood lighting or are they like keynos that are good for video?
0: I, it's more like Kinos good for video. And then oh, that's if awesome. you have <laughs> um, Let's say you're into um, a voyeur experience, the lights will go like super duper low to like non-existent and you can bang it out on the bed and then people walk up and down the hall and you have the possibility of getting caught. (gasps) Yeah. That's
2: That's kind of hot. Yeah. That is
0: cool. That's a, what is that? A one way? One way? Yeah. Yeah. So you can see out, they can't see in unless they're like shoving their face up against it.
1: Yeah. So all the people listening that have home assistance, now, you know, it's more, it's good for just like, you know, t- doing my egg timer and telling me the weather. <laughs> uh, you can do all that. And I've actually been wanting to set one up. And I know there's a way you can do it. And it's just, I haven't had the time to like sit down, but I want to be like, Alexa, bow a wow, wow. And then it goes to like sex lights and turns on <laughs> Barry White or something. Uh-huh. So one of these days.
0: <laughs> you should do it. That sounds wonderful. I think you should yeah. do it for sure.
1: So, okay, basic question. Sherry's Ranch. Who the hell is Sherry? Do we know Sherry? <laughs> is Sherry a person?
0: <laughs> Sherry is not a person. It's okay. um it there is no Sherry. So, oh. yeah, I know. Womp People call womp. all the time asking for Sherry. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Does anybody
2: drop her name like, I know Sherry. Put her on the line right now.
0: Uh, Some have tried, but I just (laughs) laugh at them. And and they'll say, oh, no, I want to talk to the madam, you know, Sherry. And I'll be like, no, my name's not Sherry. (laughs) There is no Sherry.
1: That is hilarious. So if there were, let's say, three misconceptions that you feel the public has about brothels, that you want to clear up right now and tell the world, like, it's not like this. What are those three things?
0: I would say um, that the ladies that work here are business-minded ladies and they're working more for a future that there is no standard type of lady that works in a brothel industry. They come from every different background and walk of life, from uh, musicians, uh, ladies in school or college, um, different various cultures from around the world um, with a diverse skills, uh, diverse skill sets for all of them, military women. So um, I I think that's a big prevalent thing that's going on right now. And um, so I think that that needs to be uh, realized that that wide variety of women that come here are coming from many, many, many different backgrounds to Mm -hmm. achieve something better. Um, And then we're not a male dominated uh business I, I i know that's different for every brothel but for us and that's the only one that it's all female driven it's all female run it's there are no males that um run the day-to-day operations of of the ranch so and mm. i think that that's pretty prevalent if you look, there's always a madam in every ranch, either a madam or a general manager that runs that ranch and that is going to be a female.
1: Hmm. At least okay. that I've
0: noticed. I mean Yeah.
1: I and I think people do have that misconception, I would say, you know, I'm trying to put myself in the mind of more of a civilian, but, you know, you when you think of Nevada brothels, you think of like Dennis Hoff and, you know, the men behind everything. So yeah. It's it's it is female driven for the most part.
0: It is female driven, for sure. Hmm. Especially nice. ours. I mean I can't yeah. completely speak for everybody's problems because i have only been here, but we are completely uh
1: run by females, so good to know. Good to know. And, and one other thing, one other misconception, if you could just clear it up right right then and there. Let's get it all out on the table and
0: I think that people uh, need to realize that these these are careers for women and these are choices that women have made and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I personally have a lot of uh, respect for the women that do that because I'm too lazy. There's not a chance in hell that I would do be able to have the stamina and the emotional patience that they have to do what they do. So um, I think we need to give them that respect that Mm -hmm. the job that they have chosen to do and the career that they're taking right now is
1: a positive one and it's one that it was a choice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. This has been... One, super enlightening. And two, you know we're gonna come visit, right? Like seriously. Oh,
0: you come out and visit. You come you let me know. I'll hook you
1: yeah, up. Yeah, definitely will, definitely will. And for those American fuckers listening along who are like, but we wanna visit too. Um, where can they find out more? Like what's your social media, or your website? Where do they go?
0: You can go to sherrysranch.com to check out our website. Um, you can go to Ranch Mama Dina on Twitter if you wanna ask me a personal question. Um, you can email me, dina at cherriesranch.com, if you have some questions. If you come in and say that you're, what is it, an American fucker? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Then uh, you just let me know that you're here and then I'll try and
2: hook you up as well. Oh, awesome. Yes. So you hear that, American fuckers? Take right. advantage.
1: Yes. Burgers for the- everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, American fuckers, if you're listening right now in the car and you're like, oh, shit, I can't write this down. Don't worry. Just go to AmericanSexPodcast.com in our show notes for this episode. I will have all of those links, all of the social media sites. I will also have the link to that book we were talking about. And anything else we happen to to drop or talk about in this episode, just go on to the show notes and you can get all the resources you need. And, uh, Dina, thank you so much. This thank has been you so awesome. much, Dina.
0: Oh, you're welcome. This was lots of fun.
1: Yay. All right. We'll be seeing you soon and we'll have some burgers. Okay? <laughs>
0: that sounds <laughs> good. All right. <laughs> Alrighty, bye-bye. Bye.
2: It's uncomfortable to talk about sex, but sometimes it's important to get uncomfortable. Sex Talk With My Mom is the best mom-son podcast about sex.
1: It is the only one as well.
2: My mother is a cougar.
1: My son is a clown.
2: In a nutshell, my dad died. So my mother decided to create a YouTube channel all about sex, like all mothers do.
1: And then my son decides to use my material in his stand-up comedy routines.
2: And thus, Sex Talk With My Mom was born. Each week we interview comedians. She starts sucking my dick. And I'm like, whoa, I guess... Pornos are real.
1: <laughs> we also talked to sex experts. I could bottom in a really dominant way. I can be like, bitch, pick up that flogger and hit me with it now. And we also talked to our ex-lovers.
2: I was not that experienced with fingering. So we start... Not that experienced? I wasn't that experienced. I, I, I'm i picking up from like what I've seen on porn, he which is... He was hovering. Uh, he was hoverboarding it. We've been featured in Esquire Magazine, on the Today Show. At Second City in Chicago. Subscribe to Sex Talk with my mom.